this is Wendy Alexander with Lunchbox Wisdoms. This is our very first edition of The Nooner, a show dedicated to bringing you wisdom, humor, inspiration, and motivation in less time than you have for lunch. I'm thrilled to welcome Brooke Lacey. She's an entrepreneur that owns Jayla Digital and is the creator of the podcast Mental Illness Life. It was obvious that she had a big personality at a young age because her first word was a swear word. She quickly became an achiever as the star bumblebee in grade school, killing it in basketball in junior high, and the show off in the high school show choir. Her big brother called her Beach, short for BJ, but before you let your mind wander, it was based on her name, which is Brooke Jennifer. As an adult, she has found her stride as a side sleeper, who loves pizza, despises artichokes, and strongly believes toilet paper should roll out from the top. Her biggest fear is being blindsided by people she cares about because honesty is number one in her book. Her biggest dream is speaking on the big TEDx stage, and her favorite celebrity is Ariana Grande for her strong candor surrounding mental illness. With her superpower wishes of having a calm mind and always knowing the right answer, I'm thrilled to be joined in this first interview with Brooke Lacey. Hi, how are you today, Brooke? I'm good. Good. It's a good day. Good. I'm so dang excited to get this started um, with Lunchbox Wisdoms, our nooner show to kind of get things moving on. I do like that name. (laughs) No innuendo uh, at all. We had to. We had to. There's got to be humor. There I, is. Life without humor just is not cool. No, nope, it's, just it's not. not. Cool. It makes everything better. It absolutely does. Mm-hmm. Absolutely does. So tell me a little bit about your business. Well, it has uh, morphed over the years. Right now, I am, I don't really like the word freelance, but I'm a sole proprietor. It means I don't have employees, thankfully. Um... And I'm a web developer, which means uh, it's a lot different than a web designer. So I build tools. Um, some people need, you know, databases. Some people need um, classes that we're integrating into their website. Um, but really, a developer is kind of on the back end of things. So I um, I have sort of big clients that have huge projects that take months and months, and then I have some that. Um, we build out, uh, have a musician right now that we're building out his music platform and then his YouTube and then iTunes. It's kind of like a whole package deal and not just a, here's your web page. Um, I also publish books for my clients. Um, I have a recent one that's just going to publication right now. And um, really, I just kind of handle their technology if you will. So right, right. kind of a technologist. It's, it's super crazy complicated out there. And the it typical is. entrepreneur has their skill set that they hone into exactly. and no ability to figure out all the rest exactly. of it. Exactly. You need the technology help. And there is nothing out there that is not that does not revolve around technology. So definitely not you need a technologist. Yeah, you need somebody these days. taking care of it for you so that you can focus on your business. Absolutely. And how did you get into that business? Where did that idea come from? I have, I'm going to age myself, which I don't really care. Uh, I have a computer science degree from Northern Illinois University in 1999. So, so old, ancient almost. Whatever. Back then it was like assembler code and COBOL, but so software, 
you know, development's kind of always been in my blood. But I look at things a little differently. I look at technology as something that sort of bridges the gap between the super technical and like the public, if you will, like the, the people who are not as tech savvy. Um, the, the technology is just the piece in between. But really, when we talk about um, being the service provider for the client, um, I'm really helping people. I'm not necessarily, you know, only focused on the fact that I build tools or I build websites or I, you know, program computers. I'm really changing someone's life so that they can run their business or that they can do whatever hobby they're, you know, coming up with as a musician or a photographer. Um, so when I went into my corporate job, I worked for SuperValue when Albertsons and SuperValue was merged. Um, and I was in their IT support. And then I moved up and was kind of running the pharmacy help desk. And I loved the idea of helping people with their technology. So when I was done with that job, done with corporate, um, I started a business called Tech Savvy. And we did computer repair. And I remember always looking at it like, and I taught my interns and my employees this, that we're not fixing their laptop. We're giving back their their tool for their life. And so I've always looked at it that way. When I dissolved that business, um, I went. I just went back to my software roots. And I love the end result of somebody going, I can now run my business because I have this, this tool available. And everything's about your website. I don't care what people say about social media. That is just an extension of your website. And having a tool that people can go to um, and learn about your business is everything. It's the foundation of your business. And to be able to give that to people is everything to me. Yeah. So it's kind of taking it back to a uh, connection level. So it's mm -hmm. making the connection between people. It's making the connection between technology and yes. people. There's a lot of a lot of connectedness, which I think is such a an integral piece yes. of what each and every one of us need to do in our business, but yes. not nearly focused on it I, it's enough. Exactly. And I think people get like afraid of stuff. Like don't be afraid of technology. And if you are, then hire someone to do it, you know, to do a good job and then you don't have to worry about it, but it is, it's all connection. It's all connections. Yeah. We're so, all in a big circle. True. Circle true. of truth. Yeah, you talked about being uh, in the corporate world. As a matter of fact, um, my better half, mm -hmm. my my other me for Lunchbox Wisdoms, mm -hmm. uh, also worked for Super Value yeah, in Albertsons. It's a small yeah. world here in Idaho. <laughs> it's it definitely, a small world. It definitely Especially is. in like certain like niches. Like IT, yeah, we probably all know each other. Like, all <laughs> probably. of us. Yeah. Probably. Um, so what kind of forced you into that position or, ch you know, got you into a position to choose leaving the corporate life and going into the life of an entrepreneur? I mean, you know, I'm going to be like totally and completely honest with you. Yeah. Um, when I was there, so super value. I don't know when your husband was there, but it, he, he probably can speak to this. Like they merged. It was not a good mer merge or... Um, it was like morale was down, the stock was tanking, people were getting laid off left and right. Um, people that had been with Albertsons for 30 years, they got no severance. It was a mess. I mean, it was a hot mess. 
So then things, I started working for this woman and we were like oil and water. I never would have, she never would have hired me if it was in that, you know, situation. And I never would have worked for her if we had the choice, but everything was, you know, the departments were moved and whatever. So not much choice in the matter. Not much choice right. in the matter. And she was Satan. Oh my God. <laughs> like so bad. And I would have panic attacks and I'm not saying that, like, I literally would have a panic attack going into work. And for, like, a year, and I remember, um, I think I've mentioned this to you uh, once, that uh, I had just bought a house by myself. It was I it was a very lucrative job. And I remember being, like, so upset. And I my son was six or seven. And in the car, and I was just, you know, freaked out. Something happened that day. She was so awful to me. He said, mom, I don't think you're supposed to work there. Next day I quit. I was like, this is like ruining my life. And no amount of money could possibly cover this. Like it, it was horrible. But I will say I was, do, I was the guy you called to fix your computer. So friends, family, all of that. So I already had clients. And so it made sense for me to start this other business. I did not quit my job just because I had been thinking about it for months. So I probably should say that, like, I don't recommend walking into your boss just because, you know, your kid told you to quit. Um, I did have quite a few clients. There was, there was a way to start this business. I had already talked to a lot of people about like finances and taking out um, savings. So it, it, I think it was a great thing to happen. That whole bullshit with super value and Albertsons, because it, I think it caused a lot of people to really rethink what they wanted out of life. I don't know about your husband, but it, it was a horrible place to be when that merger happened. It was sort of like maybe two years before Albertsons then went back to being Albertsons. Um, and I think they're doing amazing now because, like, that place on Broadway, I could go, like, live in there. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, in my the God. Meridian Marketplace? That's what I've heard. Ooh. Oh, my God. So I'm nice. closer to the Broadway ones. So, like, we'll go in there and just have, like, drinks. And it's so nice. So they're doing, obviously, much better. But it was a horrible place to be. The, nobody knew if they were getting laid off. Everybody was kind of scrambling. So I think that's sometimes the best thing to happen to a person is being sort of forced to really look at because I think that if that hadn't happened I would still be there yeah I would I think those those types of things often happen to give us a real world view of uh what what is what does stability really right. mean exactly um you know if that's just the regular paycheck coming in exactly. then where does any of the rest of the enjoyment that creates life exactly. come from exactly because it, that's not all it's cracked up to be sometimes. No, For not. some people it is. Totally. They're totally they like, in, that's clock their out. thing. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, you know, we need those people. Exactly. For the love of Pete, we right. need people who enjoy that corporate environment. I think they say like 80% of the world is that way and they, they want that. I know tons of people that they feel secure in that and there's nothing wrong with it or else there wouldn't be 80% of people doing that. Right. And the rest of us are just... I don't know, idiots or something. I don't know. But <laughs> Gluttons for punishment. Something like that. I'm sure we could come up with a dozen analogies. I think we just said, like, every once in a while, we're like, what are we doing in business? Like, there's no... This is there's so no, hard. This is so, this hard. Is so hard. How am I going to feed 
myself. I don't know. Yeah, you have all those. But I think that sort of adds to the fun of it. And I don't know. I, I think you and I are a lot alike with the hustle thing. You You have to hustle. And that in itself is fun because you feel that satisfaction of, you know, look at how much work I put in. And there's not to say that like doing that in a corporate setting, you work your ass off, you get promoted or you get a raise. So it's similar to that. But when you are fighting for your life and literally, and then someone else's life being a single mom, you hustle and then it feels really good when that, when that works out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, What do you think some of the habits are that have made you as successful as you are in entrepreneurship, because I think the habits for someone who works for a corporation, uh, you definitely have habits. You have to get up, you have to go to work every day, all of those things. But as an entrepreneur, it's super easy to sit on the couch. That is exactly (laughs) right. And I, I really feel like that is probably the hardest thing for me is like establishing those things. And for me, like physically and emotionally and mentally, I need that structure. So for me to not really have the structure, I kind of have to make it. Um, so Agreed. like getting up to take my son to school, that helps because then like I have that thing that I have to do. Um, but I, we were just talking about this. I kind of have sensory overload with a lot of things. If there's too many things, too many people. So um, I try to in the morning just I don't know if it's meditation or like sometimes I just read. Um, of course, I'm reading like technical articles, but I just kind of start my mind slower than diving right into something or, sure. you know, doing something like that. So I think the habits are being just, com- I don't know, just being quiet for a little while. Um, I did have like an outside office, which, you know, just turned out to not be the right fit. So being at home, it is very hard to not just sit on the couch. I don't know if I have the the right answer for this because it's, it's so hard. I wish I had the right habits. But to say that I'm still successful, despite not having, you know, the right answer for it, um, you kind of just you have to like find your groove. Yeah. And I guess maybe it's the catching myself going, okay, this I need to sort of step back and get back into the routine kind of yeah. You know, I don't think there's a right or wrong yeah. answer to habits. Yeah. I think it depends on the person. Yeah. Um, some people are like, I drink 60 ounces of water before I start my day. And I'm I like, go running for like I try to four drink 60 hours. hours of water, 60 ounces of water a week. And you're like, that's just not, <laughs> totally. not my schnick. No, no. It just is. Right. Or like, yeah, I do a hundred pushups in the morning. Like, good for you. <laughs> right. Everybody has their thing. Right. Right. That's not mine. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't fit anyone else's mold. It has no. to be something that works for you. Yep. And just realizing that it's okay. Like, just get back to what you were doing. Um, you don't necessarily have to have habits. I think just knowing what you're good at. I know these are sort of, like, not specific habits, but because everything to me is, like, all in the head. Like, you just have to have the ability to go, okay, let's reset. Self-awareness. Maybe that's a habit. It's all self-awareness for me. Absolutely. I think it's super critical. Yeah. Super critical. Um, With the freedom of entrepreneurship, though, comes Mm -hmm. the ability to, you know, take your clients or leave them. Have you ever had an opportunity to turn down a client? Yes. A lot of times. Um, There was a period of time after I closed the business, uh, the tech 
savvy, the computer repair business, which actually had a shop and I was kind of there all the time. I was kind of tied to the shop and that yeah. ended up being, so a lot of people have asked like, what happened to Texas? Like, you know, as if you know it went under, it, it didn't really, it just it didn't become, or it became that it wasn't really profitable. You know, parts for computers are, you know, were more and more expensive. Computers themselves are less and less expensive. So it was the right business move to not do that anymore and do more of a service-based. So um, a lot of times right after that, when you don't really have a reputation, even though I did have a reputation with that business being, it was a very good reputation, I hadn't had one for web development yet. Sure. So I had a, I was able to do a government contract for about eight months um, and rework that department's website and kind of build the reputation from there. Um, but still getting out of that sector and back into the freelance kind of thing. Um, we were talking about this, like you are tempted to take less money to build your reputation. And I feel like that was kind of coming at me. People going, oh, you're just getting back into this. Will you do this for $100? Like, so many times I had to say no. Like, good thing I squirreled away that money that I was making with this government contract because I, d I knew that there was gonna come a time where I was just solely doing the web stuff for clients as opposed to having this contract. Sure. And so I knew that there was going to be a period of time there where I was going to have to just keep saying to people, no, until I got that one, you know, job that somebody believed in me. But I've kept in touch with old clients, you know, people with the computer repair business that now that knew my reputation with that and said, yeah, all right. Like I need this web stuff done and I trust you from that experience. So let's go sure. that way. So saying no to people is, has really been those that, um, devalue. Like if you want a cheap website, do it on GoDaddy. There's nothing wrong with that. Like right. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because it will, they wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't, you know, good for businesses. You can make a small landing page and that's fine. But the the answer is yes you have to say no because it, it, it's going to be good for you you value yourself more it there's just there's so many reasons why you should say no to to clients yeah <laughs> that aren't going to do you good yeah i absolutely agree yeah. i absolutely agree i've run into the same thing in yep. in in every business that i've ever been in and yep. i've started multiple different businesses yes. so yep. it just you can't get away from it no matter no. what business that you're in <laughs> so when you were squirreling away the money or using that money at your little acorn stash yep. Um, what were some creative strategies that you had to get around? I mean, any business requires some type of advertising or, you know, whether that's word of mouth or whatever. What right. what tactics did you use to keep the business coming in or, or start getting more? So are you saying financially? Yeah, like, when you were on a minimal yeah. budget, when you, yeah. you were barely counting acorns. Well, I'm really good at eBay, so... Like, I, I these, this is just kind of coming to me because I don't think I answered your question earlier about it. Um, so I ended up with, oh my God, stacks of stuff when I closed the shop, the tech savvy computer repair. I mean, stacks of little, like, 
you know, computer pieces and stuff that's worth money. Maybe they're a dollar, but I had a hundred of them. Right. right. And so, um, eBay is your friend. And so I sold off all kinds of stuff. I had garage sales. I sold the bed frame that was that my son's bed was on because I'm like, put the bed on the floor. I don't care. Like I need to sell that. Cause it's a really nice bed frame. Like, you know, the, the whole thing. So, I mean, we talk about getting clever with it. There's stuff you can do. And, you know, as sort of silly as it sounds, and, oh, I saw all this stuff on eBay, you will find that a lot of, like, hustlers and um, Gary Vee is a – I'm a huge fan of Gary Vee, and a lot of people find him really – Yeah, I love Gary <laughs> Vee. And if you see any of his videos and stuff, like, even today I saw one, he tells people to go to garage sales on Saturdays and go flip that onto eBay, and you've got three, $400 on a weekend. And that's literally what I would do yeah. is – find the stuff. I have a Lego collection that, you know, there's a place that you can sell your Legos and that's what I would do. Um, we just, we would eat my ramen. Like there's just times where you have to do that as an entrepreneur. I don't think I've ever like said all this out loud, but for you, Wendy, <laughs> I'm telling the world, I'm telling the world. I sold my Legos. Okay. Like I sold Legos. That's awesome. Then That's sell awesome. anything no, I, else. I totally, I totally agree. Like yeah. I think that those of us who have been at the bottom, who have yeah. raised kids as single moms, yes. especially, yes. um, not to say that you, you single dads count too. Yes, I'm not absolutely. That. I'm just saying, <laughs> those of us who have experienced the hardship yeah. and still wanted to figure out a way to make it work, yes. to make our families, you know still eat tomorrow. Right, like we right. always figured it out. Always. Like it doesn't matter what, what the problem is. Exactly. We just make a way to figure it out. Yep. That's what drives us towards entrepreneurship in the first place, I think. And how many times have you thought, and that's almost every day for me, like I should probably just go get a traditional job. Like what am I doing? You know, like what I know that it's been almost eight years since I quit my corporate job. So obviously I'm doing something right. If I can like take care of myself and not live in a shack, but like every, maybe not every day. A lot of times I'm like, I, I should probably get it. It's probably the smartest thing to do is get a traditional job and have a paycheck at the end of the week. But Hell no. Like, hell no. I'm not doing that again. So yeah, we make it work. Yeah. No matter I, what. I've looked. I've thought, I'm going to go job hunting today. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to make it another month. It's just not. <laughs> like, I just can't. And I found that I'm unemployable at right. this point. I've right. been an entrepreneur for almost 20 exactly. years. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no one wants my skills no. but me. No. <laughs> I've been told, because I did for a little while there. I was kind of applying to Micron and... Um, I interviewed with, with one place and yeah, they just did not like, they thought I was going to come in and sort of run the place. And I'm like, no, that's what I'm trying to get away from. Like, you tell me what to do, but they do, they, 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 they look at you and go, you've been running stuff for this long. Do you know how to be an employee anymore? It's not even about the skill set you have. Right. It's the, it's you... the attitude. Right. It's the perception. It's how we function. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And they're right. I think they're right. I probably would be a terrible employee. Yeah. You, you, and, terrible... me, you and me both, mm -hmm. girl. You and me both. Stick All right. together. What are some of your non-negotiables in life and in your business? Pessimism. Like, 100%. And I think I almost don't need to elaborate 
but it's me and I elaborate on everything. <laughs> so elaborate away. <laughs> I think um, because I've dealt with a lot of different things in my personal life and the people I choose to be in relationships with, um, for some reason, that's what comes to me. That's what's in my movie. And um, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of... And, and so we say non-negotiable, but obviously I've negotiated that into my life. So I think going forward, if I don't learn the lesson now, you know, I, I'm doomed. But non-negotiable in business is pessimism. Um, I've had to fire clients. And we when we talked that one time, it was like, I'm all about, you know, pull the trigger and you've got to just do it. And especially with web clients, I have somebody writing a book right now that um, is just dragging their feet. I'm not going to say the gender. Um, and it's already been edited by one of the best, most, you know, one of the smartest people I know. It is ready to be published and they are just dragging their feet, dragging their feet. To me, that's pessimistic. And it's like, you took it's all this, driven. it's fear driven. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you gotta just go for it. Life's too short. It's right. too short. So that is definitely, especially professionally, it's non-negotiable for me. Um, I, I look at it with friendships too. Like you, you can't be negative. My best friends, all we do is laugh. I don't like meeting people that aren't like you, that, that are, you know, constantly complaining or, you know, hate their job or whatever. And I'm like, I hated my job and I quit the next day. So don't talk to me about like, you know, you hate your job and there's nothing you can do. Bullshit. There's always something you can do to be yeah. happy. So. Absolutely. I'm, that's it. I'm big on you make choices. Yep. You are free from, to make choices, but you are not free from the consequences. Oh, I, that's good. I tell my kids that all the time. I'm yep. sure it's somebody else's really smart quote, but. Have you I, put it I, on I a totally, lunchbox one? Absolutely. Okay. Good. I was like, I'm sure. We just have to search <laughs> <No>. for it. <laughs> I just can't keep them all in my brain uh, cataloged appropriately <laughs> right. with who said what at all times. I could build so. you a database. Yeah, we're going to have to work on that. We're going to have to work on that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> What That's skills awesome. do you think you have that have most attributed to your success? Uh, my ability to connect with people. Um, technology can be scary to, um, you know, people who are not used to it. So I feel like my ability to, to bridge the gap between the highly technical and um, the people that are using the technology and I've kind of always been in that, in that world. So the ability to, to talk to people and to connect with them and then also produce whatever it is that I'm producing for them at a high, high skill level at a high quality. Um, it's kind of like a well-rounded mechanism. It hasn't always been that way. It's sure. something you have to hone, but you can't teach personality. You, you just can't. You can't teach sales. Um, I believe with my whole heart that everything is sales. Somebody told me at the um, camp that I was at a couple weeks ago that she laughed. She's like, I bet you could sell me my own shirt. And I said, yeah, probably, probably could. So everything is sales. You're selling yourself to a boss. You're selling yourself to your coworkers. You're selling yourself to a new boyfriend. You know, like you're always in 
sales mode. So when people get like stuck and they go, I don't want to be salesy. Really? Because that's what life is. We're always trying to, um, you know, have that back and forth, get somebody to do something for you and then, you know, vice versa. There's nothing wrong with it. That's our human nature. Right. Absolutely. So, I, I even looked at it, you know, because I had, you know, six kids living here at one point, yeah, which was mm -mm. just a, a lot of people under one roof. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, even if I, like, I... I needed one of my children to understand something that I was trying to explain to them. Yeah. That's a that's a sales pitch right exactly. there. I'm trying exactly. to figure out how to get what I understand right. across to the other person in a way that they will understand. Exactly. And I think that's really all that sales is. It is. It is. It's it's getting the the other person or group of people to believe in what you also believe in. It's just so, like, existential when you're trying to get your kid to, like, brush his fucking teeth, you know? Like, that's that's it. Oh, I swore. Is that okay? It's okay. Gonna it's it's it? okay. It's okay. I'm, you knew I'm a that swearer. I was, okay. I'm a swearer. You knew I was first, right? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We just, we're breaking the ice on yeah. the very first episode so like that it? I don't have to worry about it later. Too bad. She yeah. can just, yeah. Let her know and she'll bleep it out. No. There you go. Um, okay. Um... One more thing on business. What piece of advice would you give to someone that was just starting out? Don't quit your day job. Don't ever, ever, ever think that you're going to make money right away. If you get into, if you're just starting out, I don't care if it's MLM or affiliate marketing or any of it. Never, ever, ever think that you're going to make money right away. Um, and if you have to like... If you're doing something where you have to go get a loan right away or if like your, you know, family members giving you a bunch of money to start this business, I feel like that's kind of the wrong way to go. Don't quit your day job. If if you are struggling with that and like all you have is this upcoming MLM or, you know, whatever, just be very wary and understand that results vary from everywhere. Don't get caught with the shiny things. I think this makes me very, like, I'm passionate about this because I've gotten stuck on the shiny things, all of the new learning stuff. And okay, you, you can, you know, take this course and take this course and you're going to be a millionaire. It's, it's bullshit. Like you, you need to focus on what you do, right? What you know, you can make a living doing and just know that you're going to have to eat dirt and there's another way to say it, but I'll just say eat dirt for as long as you can possibly do that because you're not going to be fancy. It's not fancy. Like you're not going to be driving the fancy car and doing all these fancy things. And maybe there's 10% of the world that do start a business and they're fancy. I can only think of that word because like, I feel like people think it's so cool and yeah, it's that rock star life. That yeah, pictures on the beach. Check out right. what we're doing, and right. and we're basically yeah. looking at their highlight reel. Exactly, there is so much exactly. work that's gone to get to them to that place. Exactly, you know how much stress there is in in not knowing where your next like you know paycheck, your invoice payments coming from. It is very difficult. So that advice is if you're starting out, if you hate your job you know, definitely have a side hustle. That's the new way to look at it. But it's been a thing forever. The the side hustle. If you have to work from, you know, eight to five, and then 
you know, seven to 10, or you got to like put your kids to bed and then work, that's what you do. You eat dirt until you can figure it out and then quit your job because otherwise you're going to struggle and then it's going to fail and you're going to go back to your corporate job because however many times and fail and fail and fail and fail and know that each time you fail, you get back up. Right. I have lots of advice, but those two things, <laughs> like do not quit your day job, don't get fancy, and... Um, Be willing to fail. Yeah, yeah. always. Fail Absolutely. forward, fail quickly. There's so many ways to do it. Um, and like learn from it every single time. I've failed so many times. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a firm belief. I actually don't believe that anything is a failure right. at all. Exactly. I believe that you either win something right. or you learn something. Exactly. Period. Like, there is no failing. That's how uh -uh. lessons, that's how you, you get more experience. Yeah. You learn, oh, well, I'm not going to do it that way again. <laughs> exactly. That, that was didn't a work. shit show. <laughs> oh, seriously. Yeah. That's, I, I know with my son, he really struggles with that, with school and stuff. He you know, has a hard time with how many things are sort of expected from him. Like he learns it, no problem. He, he absorbs what they're saying, but it's that, oh, I've got to get that done and then that done. And when he learned, when we talked about failing, that's what kind of like triggered him because he's like, I can do that. You know, like now I get it that, that failing isn't, bad that it's that lesson so i don't know that's absolutely i 110 percent agree 110 yeah because 100 is just not enough. not 120 right or nope, 105 nope, nope. One, 110 that's my number <laughs> quit messing with it all right um uh so probably my most favorite question that i love uh asking entrepreneurs because it's such an integral part of why i do what i do yeah how do you give back done a lot of volunteering and I've done free website but um, currently I am doing a podcast called mental illness life and I talk about living with mental illness and what that means and stigma so I feel like in that sense I am giving back because um, I'm doing it for free um, but I just feel like being a good person and sharing your light with People is what I do to give back. Sharing Absolutely. my light with people is, is what I do to give back. So it's not really about volunteering. Um, you know, being a good friend, you're giving back because it's filling them up. Um, paying attention to my child. It's, he's 14 and a half. Like, he's, he's figuring shit out. So being attentive to him is giving back into the world. So I hope that answers your question. Absolutely. Okay. I, I think giving back can look so many different ways. And I yeah. think people get attached to how much money are you giving or yes. how much time are you volunteering yes, exactly. or exactly which organizations are you working for. And I, right. I don't think that that has anything to do with giving back at all. Are we the it, same they're person? Just, <laughs> <laughs> they're ways, they're tools yeah, um, that exactly. you can give back. But exactly. I don't think that's the be all end all by no. any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. So I think that's interesting. It's part of why I asked that question because I know that there are so many different ways and I want to yeah. make sure that that you know that the audience that other people know that giving back isn't about coming out of pocket or giving right. up time. Right. That, those are limited quantities that that some of us have, and right. Um. You know. Yeah. It works in so many different ways. Yeah. Exactly. I like that question. Yeah. It does make you think because, 
Yeah, I don't have a lot of time. I used to volunteer all the time, especially in that job. It was like the only thing that that gave me happiness was to like, the United Way was a big thing with Albertsons, um, Boys and Girls Club, and all of those things are great. But, you know, when you step back into the entrepreneurship, you really don't have that much time. Um, yeah. So you have to give the world your light a different way. Absolutely. I appreciate you so much coming out and doing this with I'm me. I'm so excited for you. This is so cool. <laughs> I love it. It's so cool. And thank you. I am honored to be your inaugural guest. I'm honored. Yeah. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for all your time and You're your patience welcome. and the energy you put into this. You're welcome. And I'm sure I'll see a lot of you soon. We're going to be such good friends. We are. Yay. <laughs> thank you for watching. Bye. Brooke incredible you guys I just love her if you want to know more about Brooke or her digital media business or her journey with mental wellness be sure to search for her podcast mental wellness life wherever you listen you can also reach out via email at brooke at jayladigital.com thank you so much for watching and be sure to subscribe below if you know of someone who has wisdom to share lives life with humor and is inspiring or motivating to you we would love to check them out for an upcoming episode drop a comment below or email us at info at lunchboxwisdoms.com until we meet again spread the goodness